This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I've been doing a lot of training, honestly. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been running a lot of simulators at the house. Single action or double action? Um, single action. Uh, actually, single malt. <laughs> Give any dude a rubber sword or a foam sword, and another guy has one, a sword fight's going to ensue. <laughs> it's just laws of fucking physics. Dude, honestly. No, mind you, this is before we drink. This is before we'd done any drugs. We didn't do drugs back then. We, we did all the delinquent shit before we did any of that shit. Yeah, drugs made us more responsible <laughs> citizens. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so growing up, I remember watching the video to Paradise City by Guns N' Roses back in 1988. And I'm watching the video and they're on tour. And there's all these fans coming up to them after the shows. There's all these groupies backstage. They're staying in hotels. There's tons of people in stadiums singing their songs back to them. And they're doing the traveling band thing. I just knew one day it was going to be just like that for me. But I'm here to tell you right now, being in a local rock band is not all it's cracked up to be. That was back in 1988, and you flash forward about 13 or 14 more years, and I'm now in a rock band, but I found out pretty quick, there's no hotel rooms, there's not scores of fans screaming your name, there's no stadium full of people, no, all there is in the beginning is four guys throwing down in some dive bar every weekend. And with us was a group of friends who over time grew into being fans. And in the beginning, there's no money, there's no label paying for everything, we used to get paid 60 bucks per gig, but we quickly realized this wasn't about the rock star dream. We were playing music because we loved it, and we loved seeing the people sing back to us, but in all reality, making just a little bit of money would have been awesome. So in this journey of creating music and making connections, anybody who is in a band will tell you the same thing. Some of the best friends you would make were with other bands. Every band who's out there playing, if they're serious about it, they all have the same goal. To get somebody else to pay for the studio time, somebody else to pay for the van to take you places, somebody else to pay for the instruments, and that was a record label. And we all thought getting signed was going to solve all these problems we had. So some of the best friends you would make were with other bands who were struggling towards that same brass ring. And for us, one of those bands we became friends with was Downpour. Now, Downpour was a rock band from Columbus, Georgia that me and my bandmates met at a random show at our home bar, this little hole in the wall named Sweetwater. And anytime we'd meet guys from another band, we'd always ask the same questions. Where are you guys from? What bands are you guys into? And try to get to know them. But these guys were awesome. Like as soon as we started talking to them, they just seemed cool as shit. You know, like when you meet somebody for the first time and you're immediately comfortable with them, like you've known them for 10 years, that was downpour. They went on before us and they tore the house down. And as soon as they were done playing, we made a pact that we would come to their local bar in Columbus and play with them. So we set a date, and about two months later, we found ourselves in a hole in the wall named Soho. Now, Sweetwater was a hole in the wall. Soho was a fucking dive bar. From the outside, it had this gravel parking lot, and it looked exactly like a place you would expect Patrick Swayze to be a bouncer at. And then when you get inside, it was dark, and there was a huge bar that took up the entire middle of the room, and there's this small stage tucked away in the back of the room. It looked as terrible as you would imagine it did. 
Now, because this was their home turf, we had swapped places with Downpour, and we found ourselves trying to impress their home crowd as we played right before them. And we poured our heart into our show. And as soon as we're done, Downpour comes rocking over to us. They're like, yeah, man, you guys fucking threw down. That was awesome. But as soon as we're done, we find out why Downpour loved to play Soho so much. Not only was this the only bar within 15 miles that would book a rock band that didn't also do country covers, but they also let the bands drink for free. So as soon as we got off stage, Downpour starts loading up. Now, one of the things you had to consider in the days before Uber and Lyft was how you were getting home when you played a show. And my guitarist, Hammy, who always drove when we played his shows, his truck was the one we pulled our trailer with, and he always drove everywhere we went. So I would ride with him, I'd get drunk, I'd get a ride home. It was perfect. But he pulls me inside before this and goes, hey, man. Since I always drive, won't you drive home from Columbus this weekend? And this is while we're at the show. I'm like, um, well, I, I kind of want to drink. And he's like, nah, man, I drive every single time. You're going to drive me home this time. And I was like, well, shit. Now, as I'm part Irish and Cherokee Indian, I can drink with the best of them. But Hammy was adamant. And this guy didn't just drive us to the shows. He hauled the trailer, too. So I figured I got to be a happy camper about this and just roll with the punches. And I told Hammy, don't worry about it. I'll drive home. So Downpour starts their set, and the drinks start flowing. It started simply. I said, I'm going to have one rum and coke because I have to drive. Notice I said one. Then one rum and coke turns into two. Then three. And around this time, Downpour gets done on stage. It's been about an hour. And this is when the real fun kicks in. As there were two other opening bands, by the time Downpour finishes playing, it's almost last call at the bar. And as soon as it was, I start grabbing my stuff to leave when Downpour's drummer puts his arm on my shoulder and says, Nah, man, you ain't seen Soho after dark. He walks me over to the bar where I sit down, and as soon as the last normal person walks out the door, who's not there with the band, they lock the doors, and as soon as they're all gone, they set us up at the bar and say, Tequila Sunrises for everybody! Now, as soon as the, the drinks get set down in front of us, Hemi gives me the side eye as we all get one and finish it, and they set us up again. And Hemi's looking over at me going, dude, how in the fuck are you going to drive us home if you keep on drinking? He saw me have the rum and coast. He saw me drink a couple of tequila sunrises. And I said, don't worry, man. We're going to get some food, and I'll sober right up. Now, I remember flashes of this night after that conversation. I remember my bass player, Jimmy Rufio, disappearing off to his car to go and sleep it off, apparently. And I found out later on, he fell asleep in his seat with half his body laying in the street and half his body laying in his seat. And the only reason he found out that he was asleep like that is because he also found out there was a large ant pile right underneath him. Now, as all of us, all the bands are stumbling out of the club, Jimmy had disappeared about an hour before. And we walk out and we see Jimmy like standing up, kind of brushing stuff off his legs and kind of being a little erratic and stuff like that about 2.30 in the morning. And he says, y'all know there's a fucking ant pile back here? Then I have flashes of us going to a waffle house that we apparently walked to right next to Soho. And I remember sitting in in a booth and saying, hash browns, as many as you can bring me and put stuff on them. I remember the guitar player for Downpour spilling his drink all over our table and then getting heated with somebody at the table and saying it was their fault when we all saw him tip it over. I remember more flashes, but it's all incoherent stuff. It was a great night punctuated by the haze of cheap vodka and rum and even a few Bud Lights that cloud these great memories that I was making. I want to say that I sobered up. I want to say that I was completely sober by the time I got behind the wheel of Hammy's Ford Ranger, but I was not. But that wasn't the worst part. After getting hammered and then chilling for a while at the Waffle House, I end up getting a migraine on the way home. And when I tell Hammy this, he looks over at me and says, I don't give a fuck if your head falls off, motherfucker. You are driving me home. So I did. I settled into the driver's seat behind his wheel and I just start driving. 
When about 30 minutes into our two-hour drive, our singer's behind us in his car. Hammy's truck sputters and the lights inside the car just died. His alternator had died. Hammy says, man, we're going to have to go get a fucking alternator. And luckily, our singer Ray was behind us in his car, and they left to go into an auto parts store about 10 miles down the road. And I volunteered to stay behind with the trailer and Hammy's truck because I was doing my best to hold it together. Our bass player had already hightailed it home with all of his ant bites, so somebody needed to stay with the equipment. And as I sit there with a throbbing migraine supplemented by the gallon of alcohol or so that I drank, making a terrible stew in my stomach with all the fucking Waffle House hash browns, I thought, I'm never drinking like that again. I'm never drinking like that again until we have our next show. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that claps its hands every time we hear the phrase down at Fraggle Rock. And if you didn't just clap your hands, chances are you're an asshole. Or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PotternFamily. Now, Potter Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass, independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Box Office Refund Podcast, the Fat Funny Wholesome Podcast, and the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. And this week on episode 192, we discuss LARPing, which if you don't know, stands for Live Action Role Playing, which is just as lame as you imagine it is. But for us, we didn't do the standard type of role playing where there was a story and knights and wizards and shit. Oh no, for us, LARPing was just a way for us to beat the shit out of each other with PVC swords. And then later on, we discuss playing a game like this with your friends and getting so pissed off that shit gets real. So check it out. We'll be right back. Does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? I'm recording now if you want to do any funny stuff now. Just now? Just now? Were you recording? Just this moment right now. We're recording. Well, I don't really feel like it anymore. <laughs> God damn it, Kenny. It's, uh, we're doing actually ne- now that I'm older after dark tonight, apparently, because it's fucking 10 o'clock at night when we're recording this. And I feel like you need to be a lot more energetic because Shane had to go tire his wife out so she didn't come sabotage our podcast. <laughs> he doesn't want to tell everybody that in public because she might listen and they'll be in trouble. Look, she doesn't listen every week now. So she probably even won't even hear this. But the, the truth is, like, I was like, dude, me and Kenny hang out. This is what we do. This Don't just- tell her we hang out. That's what she wants to do. No. We're, but we're not just hanging out. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, we really don't hang out. This is how we hang out now. We don't like sit around and just fucking and we're chill the, and watch video and games. We're the two most competitive people we know. So when you add a third person, we immediately try to, t- to turn them into our attack dog on the other person. We immediately try to team up on the other person. Because- and then we start talking shit about third parties who aren't here. As a defensive maneuver, and then we lose friends. <laughs> Have we talked about losing friends? Oh, a little bit, We're, as much as we need. To. <laughs> I just feel like there's, there's when we offer our version of the truth. Sometimes for other people, it's a little harsh. Uh, I think a lot of people live in a bubble where they're not the bad guy. I can tell you. I think we don't have that option because we go into that bad guy territory so often that we'd have to like deny. Like, where did that half a week of my life go? I can't pretend I'm not a bad guy because, like, you know, I do things like 
set traps. <laughs> give, found, give me an example of you setting a trap for I found, someone. I found that we were cleaning out the office. <laughs> and I found, remember, I work with all girls. And I found old uh, decorations from Halloween. Okay. And they had these incredibly realistic looking, uh, they're like the June bugs. The big water ass water bugs. Right. The things that are like four times bigger than a roach. Okay, the, yeah. The ones that fly and then it's just over. <laughs> You're like, oh God. I didn't know they could fly. <laughs> it's like a fucking scene out of Godzilla. The best in your thing kitchen. about having a cat is they will kill the fuck out of water bugs. But I, Piper kills the shit out of just about anything that comes into the house. So, you know, I found these bugs and spiders. They were actually the spider rings, which actually worked out better. <laughs> but again, incredibly realistic. I don't know where they found these fucking bugs and spiders, but it, they were nice. So you've got them as decorations as you're oh, cleaning out no, the office. I, didn't, I threw everything else away, but I kept those. And everybody left because I come in later and I usually stay later. So they had all these boxes they had to open that were had shipped in from outside companies like Invisalign. So like I opened the boxes. <laughs> And take these spiders to the boxes inside the boxes, like in just the right position, and like would reseal the the box with tape and shit, so it looked like it never been opened, and like put stuff like underneath their mouse would be a water bug, <laughs> and like on the tape dispenser, stuff like that. Just strategically place these spiders. Did you come in early the next day to make sure that your traps actually? Hit? Oh no, 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 no! I just had spies that were ready to record it for me with their phone. <laughs> So you solicited other people in the company. Oh, always. <laughs> I always have fucking minions. So you brought other people into this whole little like, practical you, joke. You have no you, idea how often I use you as a minion. You mean use me as a minion? You don't even know. No, I do need to know now, <laughs> sir. I want to talk about this right now, okay? First step to having a minion is you can't let them know they're a minion. No, that's not true. Because in the fucking movie where the minions are, like the fucking... Uh, I'm not talking about little cartoon minions. I'm talking about people that do my dirty work. I've never done your dirty work, sir. Remember how we made a movie and I told you I don't do emails? <laughs> no, the reason I didn't hand you any sort of – when we did the movie, Kenny didn't handle any of the business side whatsoever. He was like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. What the real truth was is if I handed it off to Kenny, he'd be like, well, I forgot to do it. I'd be like, but Kenny, we Believe what you, you want. It Ken got done and I didn't have to do it. Okay. Minion. Sure. So I have um, – I think that's not really an example of you being the bad guy as it is just you being the dude who played the practical joke. <laughs> it was hilarious. They were so mad. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd done something like truly evil or something. I've done like, some evil shit too. What's something – what's an example of something truly evil that you did where you set a trap for someone? I mean we talked about the time where you stole the dude's joints. I was mad at my dad so I put nails under his tire. <laughs> You put nails under your dad's tires. That is the cheapest, most bullshit just one tire. thing. Did you? Did you? Did you and this flat? is before I found out about the fucking ninja spice because those just cut the tire. Nail you can leave in there for a long time. So did he get a flat tire from the nail and shit? I don't know. I didn't follow up. That's the worst fucking form of revenge ever. That's not evil. That's just you being an asshole, dude. Uh, I one uh, one time I ran my dad's car into the back uh, wall of our garage. I threw uh, what did I do? I threw somebody's cell phone in a lake, and then your brother threw their charger in the lake so he could take part. <laughs> Whose phone was this? Arlene, when we lived over in Ashley Mills, she threw one of our games. She threw David's video game. Was she it? wanted David. She wanted to fuck David. So back in the day when we would hang out, when we all first discovered video games, the legit truth was we would just disappear for like three days and we would, <laughs> we would get a video game and it'd be like, okay, well one dude. And this wasn't even a good video game. It was a role-playing game. Was it ogre battle? Yes, it was. God damn it, dude. I loved ogre battle. Yeah, though. You're a nerd too. 
Yeah, played, you played Ogre Battle too. Shut up. I played through it once or twice, and I was like, man, I really wish there was like an uppercut. <laughs> it's like, well, I, this, wish, I hate turn-based games. I'm like, this is, so everybody's just going to stand here, huh? Everybody's just going to stand around and watch me do this? Okay. Okay. Anytime you play a turn-based I asked you guys if you wanted to take any actions here. Everybody just stood here. Okay. I'm about to murder this one guy if you guys don't step in and help. The spell's really complicated, all right? Everybody make sure you watch all the intricate steps I have to do where you can stop me by throwing a rock or something. <laughs> Turn-based video games. Tommy got, our friend Tommy like got kicked out of a live-action role-playing group. A LARPing group. Yeah, now, you know Tommy. Oh, this I know Tommy. This should not be surprising to anybody that knows Tommy because Tommy is the most, what's the word? Obstinate. If, obstinate, and if there's a loophole... Nobody can work a loophole better than Tommy. What the fuck is happening, Kenny? Can you not turn the volume down on your goddamn phone? Oh, you know. Uh, stuff. <laughs> so why did Tommy get kicked out of a live-action role-playing game? <laughs> so they had all these rules about like spellcasters and stuff. And so anytime somebody would try to cast a spell, Tommy would just run up and, and like stab the shit out of him with his little phone dagger. <laughs> And you're supposed to give him like this three kick, kind of like a like touch football, like a three Mississippi count. Yeah, exactly. Tommy's like, why would I stand there? It's <laughs> not logical. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Every time I've ever played a turn based role playing video game, I've always had that so feeling like, like you're, why? You're only supposed to be able to use thrown weapons, like if you're a thief or whatever. So Tommy starts carrying around these balls that are supposed to be spells. And whenever somebody would go to cast a spell, he'd just start throwing them at them. They're like, you can't cast spells. He's like, these aren't spells, they're rocks. <laughs> and if you try to cast a spell at me, I'll throw rocks at you. <laughs> so they kicked Tommy out. So how long were you a part of the group? No, we never actually played. David, me, uh, I thought you were there, but maybe not. No. Stephen was definitely there. This is Ashley Mills days. Okay. Stephen was Ashley Mills all the time because it was within walking distance of your mom's apartment. <laughs> right. He would go down the road and just hang out with us. With guys who were legit like six or five to six years older than him and like was just a part of the group, like hanging out, drinking. Way cooler hanging than his other friends. So we, uh, we adopted the weaponry from this group, except we didn't make them. Uh, safe. <laughs> the whole way you made weapons in that little LARP stuff is they're made out of PVC pipe. Right. And then uh, you put the stuff you would have like around a pipe. Yeah, the insulation. Foam, the insulation the pipe. Yeah. And that's the extent that we went <laughs> with our weapons. They went and put foam on top of that and you taped it down. It looked like the things from American Gladiators. Ours looked like a pipe with some foam on it. <laughs> and we whipped the shit out of each other. Me and Ray almost knocked each other out. So you then, got in a legit like battle. Well, yeah, it, we didn't have rules. We had if you got whacked, you got whacked. That was, <laughs> that was no headshots was the technical rule and no nut shots. Those were the that was it for rules. I'm gonna go ahead and say I did play LARPing one time with you guys. And I remember like we broke <laughs> off into groups and shit. Yeah, we would run, like we have things where you had to run through like the woods. It was capture the flag kind of shit. Yeah, Basically, we're like, yeah. if you got if you got stranded without your group, you were fucked. Basically, we had these woods. They had a lake in our apartment complex that was a man-made lake. Because that was the night, one of the nights we were doing this is the night that we fucking, uh, we got arrested behind uh, Milford Elementary School. Yeah, because we got tired of LARPing in our neighborhood. We decided to go to this elementary <laughs> school down the road from us. And LARPing, for anybody who doesn't understand, does stand for live action role playing. Except about- there was no role playing whatsoever involved in ours. It was more like combat 
It was it was basically games. like medieval combat. There were no characters. Like, they were like, all right, let's pick teams. <laughs> we turned it into a sport. And, and again, our weapons were basically just the pipe. And it was, it was basically a baton with a little bit of foam around it. It was like something they would beat you in prison with. <laughs> so the first time I hear about this, they're running around the neighborhood. And where Kenny lived was like one of those big-ass apartment complexes where there's like 40 different buildings and there's a pool and there's a park and all this shit. Yeah, they built so they, a lake. And around this lake, there were all these trails and shit. So, so they go in the back and play, and then one day they finally get bored, and they're like, hey, guys, and I'm sitting over at their house. Now, mind you, this is before we drink. This is before we'd done any <laughs> drugs. We didn't do drugs back then. We, we did all the delinquent shit before we did any of that shit. Yeah, drugs made us more responsible citizens. <laughs> we stayed inside a lot more. So anyway, we're sitting around one night, and uh, somebody goes, why don't we go to, the, to behind the uh, elementary school, and why don't we go LARP back there? And it's like, well, we weren't LARPing. We were just going to check out the rock quarry. Well, we brought we our weapons. We did not bring our weapons. We didn't bring our weapons to that? No. Was that were, after we... Was, it was, was a totally that? different night, actually, but you're just combining two stories. No, I thought that. I'm pretty sure because we had that dude, uh, Drew, with us. Drew was with us, and Drew didn't play the LARPing. I thought we were trying to get him into it, because we tried to bring everybody into no, our dude. little combat game. He was like, no, I'm not getting into sword fights <laughs> with a bunch of white kids. That's got prison written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how the night ended up, because apparently, like, walking Shane's around... Shane's jumping into another story. We didn't even finish the LARPing story. God. God, interrupted cow. Boo. <laughs> so finish the LARPing story so, then. Anyway, we had formed up teams one day. <laughs> and the whole thing is you could make any weapon, but it had to be, because you and technically you could make a, a PVC pipe weighs nothing. You could make a 40-foot sword just run through it <laughs> and clobber everybody. So you had to have like historical context to make your weapon. So I made a Nodachi, which is a two-handed samurai sword. And basically, I was out there just wailing on people. They couldn't even get close to me because they all had like regular size swords. And I'm just all, <laughs> and a lot of them couldn't use my sword if they got it because they weren't as big as me. Like Bo, Bo couldn't weld, couldn't weld it. He didn't have enough leverage. Okay. So Ray, Ray was on the other team and I was on the other team. Pretty much everybody had been wiped out except for the two of us. Now, Ray's been watching. He's been seeing that. Nobody's taking me out because you know because <laughs> no you're the master at PVC pipe fighting. Well, a I'm, back then compared to a lot of our friends, you know, me, you, and David were a lot more athletic than them. <laughs> like we played football, and it wasn't fair. No, we had a lot of friends who were very um, Book, nerd nerd bookie. kids. <laughs> they were nerd kids who had no business on an athletic field. But anyway, so you and Ray get into some sort of mortal combat. No, so it came down to us, and Ray came up, and Ray liked to fight with two uh, swords. Like Leonardo, okay, from the Turtles, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and Ray had this annoying ass shit the where he would try to swing with his left first and follow it immediately with his right, so you couldn't try to block both. But I had like a six foot sword, so he couldn't get any shots in. Now I couldn't get any shots on him because my sword's so much slower. Right, and he's got two. So Ray is desperate, and Ray does not have the best sportsmanship. Just FYI, <laughs> Ray was the only child. And uh, gets frustrated very easily. <laughs> so Ray came in with an uppercut, and I could already tell before it hit me that it was going straight to my nards. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not taking this L. So I bring my Nodachi down square on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I get hit in the nuts. He gets hit squad the forehead. <laughs> Ray goes down. I go down. Ray gets pissed off for a few seconds before he falls over and not get because he's basically knocked the fuck out. Because <laughs> he's concussed, basically, at this time. Because I knew my nuts were getting hit, so I didn't hold back at all. I knocked the shit out of Ray. In retrospect, I can say, yes, I totally did it on purpose. 
Okay, so I think it's pretty safe to say that when teenagers are hopped up on bad decision-making and adrenaline, the best thing to do is arm them with PVC swords. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we talk about how basketball can turn violent in a hurry and how Kenny thought he was Neo from The Matrix for just a second. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you love books and booze? Do you like themed food? Do you like a mixture of high and lowbrow? Well then, welcome to Loaded Literature. We're your hosts. I'm Victoria. I'm Hale. And I'm Anya. This podcast began as a book club that expanded beyond our reading room. We cover one book in a month and break it down by analysis, background context, and adaptions. All of which will be paired with alcohol and food. So please, come join our book club. Episodes air Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on social media at LoadedLiteraturePodcast.com, LoadedLitPod on Twitter, or LoadedLiterature on Instagram. We all have our own individual social media, so please follow us there as well, and come join the conversation. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? And what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. No sensei. No mercy. Do you like movie reviews? How about true crime stories, celebrity interviews? Well, you won't get any of that here. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four boys and a night job. I don't have time for all that crap. What I do have time for is browsing the web for weird and idiotic news stories. Then I bring my favorites to you every week along with my own weird life lessons and favorite podcast recommendations because, hey, sharing is caring, right? So subscribe to Odd Dad Out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcatcher. And follow me on Twitter at Odd Dead Out and add a little weird to your day. So, Lone Star, now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. This is one of those moments where um, we've had a few of these moments where uh, you and I played basketball one time and I was on a team. We got our ass whooped. And I will never forget, like, it came down to a tip-off between you and I. And, I, and I'm much better at basketball than Shane. You are Not even just talking better. shit. But no, like, much better. I grew up with black kids. and I, like, I am no good at basketball. So I'm, I'm legitimately, like. I just run to the right layup every time. I can just run right by the. Because I can dribble about as fast as I can run. And no offense to Shane, but he dribbles like the five-year-old retarded kid with the palm of his hand. Um, and bounces all high. I'm, uh, I'm the guy who doesn't play basketball. And now when it comes to football, I'll run. Right through you when it Shane would do fine when he was on my team because I'd be like, stand right here in front of the basket, and if anybody comes up, bump them. 
So we have one of these nights, and what we used to do at our old house, we had a, a basketball goal at the end of the driveway. How far is the segue? Because I'm not done with the story about I'm me not going too far into okay. the segue. Because there's we good get, payoff here on me and Ray. I get it. So we 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 would have little pickup games. We'd be like two on two, three on three, that sort of shit. It was usually three on three. We had one night where, where Kenny's team is just whooping our ass, and he's talking all kinds of shit. So it comes down to a tip-off between he and I. And at the time... I said it was an accident. <laughs> this motherfucker pushed me. It was not even like plausible that it was an accident. <laughs> I jumped for the ball and got pushed. He didn't even bother to look at the and ball. He falls down and like scrapes his, <laughs> scrapes his hand or some shit and gets like, he gets so mad. It's the way he's boiling. It was the most flagrant foul in all of basketball history. <laughs> Like, like the, the NBA, you would have been suspended for the rest of the season for that it shit. It would have been three games, probably. But <laughs> you, you straight up attacked me while I was going for the ball. You son of a bitch. All because I could score like twenty points to y'all's one. So, I, I it was a, it was an accident, dude. <laughs> yeah, bullshit, it was an accident. Ray would get mad because he would try to block the lane, and like. He wouldn't have his feet set, so I would basically just run into it. <laughs> and he'd fall over. And he'd be like, that's charging. I'm like, it's only charging if you have both feet planted. You can't be mobile and get a charging call. So back to Ray being concussed so, on the ground. So I smacked Ray in the head. Ray hit me in the nuts. We both go down. Ray gets up mad and then passes out. I get up, and punch the ground, and then go back to holding my nuts. So... Everybody's like, oh, shit. You know how it is when somebody gets hurt in football? Same kind of thing. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, damn. They knock each other out. So me and Ray make our way back up to the apartment, third floor, so it takes us a minute. We go in, start playing Ogre Battle. <laughs> Ray's like, watch this spell. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any good characters. I got bored with this game a long time ago. So we're playing games. We hear we hear a ruckus. We, we go out to the, to the patio. <laughs> and at this point, David and Bo... <laughs> Have gotten into a fight, an actual a real fight over me and Ray hitting each other with plastic swords. Why are they fight? Ray's like, why are they fighting over us hitting each other? And I'm like, I don't know. Should we go break it up? Then we both stood there for a minute. We were like, nah, (laughs) let's just watch. Let's just watch exactly. (laughs) And they get into a full on fist fight (laughs) over whose fault it was that me and Ray hit each other. That's the stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Why was they get in a fight? Stupid and so funny. We, me and, Ray just, and me and Ray are watching them together. It's like one of those things, just like in the basketball game. In the heat of the moment, you're like, hey, all right, all right. And then immediately you're like, all right, well, it's, it's a game. There's been plenty of times where I've been at a point where, like, now there are, there have been more than one person in my life who's pissed me off to a point where I wanted to legit kill them in the moment. And then three days later, I was like, you know, I could still kill that guy. I, I broke a radio at your house because you pissed me off one day. You, I, I beat a radio with a mini bat. Was it? Was that you and I arguing? No, it was me and Nikki, and then you stuck your nose in it. And that's what set me off. Yeah. I had a migraine, and Nikki had, when Nikki cleans house, she likes to turn the radio, like, all the way up. Like, all the way. Right. It was like a Tuesday afternoon or some shit. And I had a migraine. So I just came in and she was, she wasn't in like the immediate area. So I just turned it down and went back to my room. And then I, you got, you got home. (laughs) And then he's like, can you just turn down my radio? Right as I happened to be walking back into the room. And you were like, well, fuck that. (laughs) And Shane turns it back all the way up. I see a mini bat. I'm like, fuck this goddamn bullshit. Technically, it was my radio too. Damn it! <laughs> I just realized I cost myself a radio. <laughs> well, what what had happened was you apparently came out 
with no recourse. Like I had no like understanding of the situation. Nikki comes in and says he turned the radio down. I said, well, fuck that. Turn the radio back up. And you come back out. No explanation. I'm the United hold States. On, okay? Hold on. I'm picking up here because I've just walked in from work. Okay. It's like Tuesday afternoon for me. It's about six o'clock in the afternoon. I've just driven for about an hour and 20 minutes in Atlanta traffic to get to our house. And I walk in, and the first thing I hear is, well, Kenny came out and turned the radio down. I was cleaning house. I wanted it up. I was like, well, fuck that. Let's turn the radio back up. Kenny walks back down the hallway like he's fucking an ogre or some shit like that with a club. <laughs> so and mad. And comes down boy. and doesn't say, why did you turn the radio back up? I have a migraine. Do you guys mind? No, he just beats the fucking radio with a bat. Have you ever had starts, a migraine? Have you ever had a migraine? And starts screaming at the top of his lungs at my wife in front of me. Oh, no, it wasn't just her. It was both of you. <laughs> I was yelling at both of you. And then I had to get in Kenny's face and be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't get to talk to Nikki that way. You don't get to talk to me that way. And Kenny goes back to his room. We argue for about 10, 15 minutes. And it's intense. Like, he's screaming and shit. Goes back to his room, lays down. About two hours later, he comes out and goes, I'm really sorry about the radio, man. <laughs> you guys are still dicks for turning back. It's like, you, you guys are kind of mean for like turning it up and stuff like that, but I'm going to go buy a new radio and stuff. I'm sorry about that guys. And it's legit. Like it, we never got in a fight about the fact that, you know, you and I got in an argument. That's we've had times where you and I have argued so hard. We made other people leave the vicinity. And then later on, people will come to us and be like, I thought you guys were mad at each other. I thought you guys were going to kill each other. I was like, no, no, me and Kenny are probably never going to kill each other. I mean, I could see us pulling guns on each other, but I don't think we'd ever kill each other. Keep, I'm glad he thinks that. It gives me a tactical advantage, folks. Take oh, dude, I'm shooting you in the leg. <laughs> if the see? zombies come. There, there he goes. Is he, you're, you're aiming for a leg. Center shot every time, folks. Dude, if Center, the, if the that's, zombies some, come. that's some unexperienced gun talk right there. Don't aim for the leg, folks. You never aim for the leg. That's why civilians are like, why didn't you come in for his leg? No, fuck that. You shoot him in your ass every time. There's no headshots. There's no leg shots. You aim middle every time. You're not prepared. You're going to lose. No, dude. You don't. You lack killer instinct. I don't lack killer instinct. I'm going to shoot you in the leg so the zombies get you. There's not. You, you're going to miss. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not a marksman. Oh, you don't you know. You are not the green arrow. You don't know. You I spent not- a lot of time focused on my marksmanship. Uh, Dude, I think every time you've ever worked on your marksmanship, I was there. <laughs> like literally every single time. I've been doing a lot of training, honestly. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been running a lot of simulators at the house. Single action or double action? Um, single action. Uh, actually, single malt. <laughs> <laughs> Good try. But you didn't try to do it. No, like uh, a Remington. <laughs> um, a Winchester. That's just a brand. Well, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Winchestering. That's not a, that's not a verb, sir. You can't Winchester. So that was the day I got hit in the nuts with a sword. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything to add to getting hit in, in the nuts with a sword. Yeah, I did. Ha- I did pull off like a cool ass. Like that was like pretty much the last time I could do athletic stuff before I got fat. Because that's right when we transitioned to adulthood. Like I did. Like one time they got my sword away from me. They knocked me down. Right. Now, I'm going to stop you right here, okay? And they were coming. No, you let me finish this, goddammit. Because this looked badass. It looked like some anime shit. I wish I could do that now. Now I'd break my arm. <laughs> so Ray was, and it was Ray too. And Ray was actually good. I'm not going to give, I'm going to give props for props for due. That double sword technique he had, it was fucking mad annoying. It was almost impossible to block the second strike. I mean, right. Because that's, that could swoop. And you couldn't do that with real swords. They're too heavy. 
but with the foam swords. I could. I spent a lot of time with my swordsmanship, too. Yeah, about as much as your marksmanship. <laughs> no, it's more marksmanship. I'm not bringing a sword uh, to yeah, a gunfight. So you're, 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 you dual-trained your character. Okay. This is about as fantastic as all the role-playing characters. <laughs> Keep going. I want to hear... I, dude, honestly, my... my did, honestly, did you put point, Did you put proficiency points in acrobatics, too? A couple. <laughs> I thought so. I mean, it's mostly tumbling, if, we, so, if we're being honest. I'm laying on the ground, like, sideways to Ray. Audience, so he's I, got, I, audience, I apologize it, how, how nerdy the show is. I really do. Shut the fuck up. Don't apologize to shit. <laughs> Give any dude a rubber sword or a foam sword and another guy has one, a sword fight's going to ensue. <laughs> it's just the laws of fucking physics. Dude, honestly, I've been to Home Depot You know when racing was you. invented? I've been with to Home Depot with you, and we've almost gotten in a sword fight with PVC pipe before. Right okay. there. I mean, you know when racing was by, invented? When? When the second car was invented. It's <laughs> 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 immediate. I guarantee you. Hey, hey. Let's see you get that tree first. So anyway, I Ray had the dream shot. I am laying cross-section down. <laughs> Basically, you can run up and gut another, a motherfucker like that. And I'm on the ground. Shit's bad. This is a bad situation to find oneself We're in. We're at threat level midnight. We're, we are definitely at threat level midnight. <laughs> so the only option at this point, because generally when you try to do some ninja type shit, you're just going to fuck yourself up and get killed. Oh, yeah. Like, so it comes at you with a sword, and you're like, I'm going to do a flip. You're going to get hit in the back. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to fall, first of all. They're going to sweep you and hit you. That's that's the scene in the uh, in the movie where they cut the dude's head off. So and it's like, do a backflip. Things go kind of slow-mo. Not like The Matrix, because it wasn't that dramatic, but... But, you know, my brain's working overtime. I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? So you're trying to convince me you did a Matrix move. No, it was not a Matrix move. But I wish it was. It would have been cool. It was close. It was more like a Dragon Ball Z move, which is horrible to reference. I, I hate Dragon Ball Z. I fucking hate that let's, show. Let's find a different reference. It was more like a, a Street Fighter move. Okay. So Ray comes at me with the overhand chop, exactly what you would do if some guy was laying in front of you sideways. <laughs> Cut him in half. That's That's what I would do. I wouldn't do that. What would you do? A, a, a crane kick or something? <laughs> no, I would talk to the guy and ask him like, why we were having this. I'd call this. my lawyer and, and serve him with a subpoena. I would honestly <laughs> ask him why we're having this conflict and see if we could become, we could become friends. We'd stab you right away. No. <laughs> We'd stab you first off. We'd be like, Shane's going to try to make a pastry and ruin all the fun. Going to no. kill him off. No, what I would do is probably banish you We'd first. probably lock you in the pool house. That's I'd, what we used to do with kids that were annoying. You didn't have a pool house. Yes, we did. It was right next to my apartment. Oh, I thought you were talking about like when, when you were growing up and shit. Oh, I was like, this is where we house. had the sword fighting. God damn it, Shane. You just went over the fake. I never got fucking locked in the pool house. Because First you- off, you couldn't get my big ass in the pool house. You could try. <laughs> Lock you in the laundry room. <laughs> so anyway, he goes for the gut shot. He, so he goes for the overhand shot. Instead of going for the peace treaty. There's no peace treaties and fake sword fighting. <laughs> there could have been if I would have been there. But go ahead. He goes for the, he goes for the violence. That's why we didn't invite you. So he goes for the chop, and I, I basically just roll. I roll away from him, right? Well, he does like three chops, and I manage to avoid all three chops by just keep rolling. So I'm literally rolling on the ground. And on the last roll, this is where now I'd break my, my arm because I'm too fat for this. I put my palm out, and when I roll down on that hand, I push and popped up. It looks so goddamn cool. And then Tommy hit me with one of those fucking rock foam balls. Fucking <laughs> 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 ran, up, ran up and started daggering me. And I'm like, God damn it, Tommy. <laughs> you rolled up all fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In typical form. Tommy's ran out from the bushes and stabbed me in the back. That's fucking great, dude. 
Um, it, it makes me feel like you were kind of like you got to come in because like you got all proud of yourself and shit. This was your moment. I don't dude. know what the fuck I was gonna do because now I'm standing there in front of Ray without the sword. I mean, if, at this point, it I was, was just like, gonna run away. <laughs> you know, you had all this confidence from the fact that you popped up on your arms. You probably thought like I'm gonna go into some like ninja moves. There's a that's... limit to confidence because you know I still had no weapon. <laughs> Yeah, you probably just ran. I gotta yeah. be honest. No matter how good my little ninja move was, I am no, I'm not Batman. I'm not trying to fight a nigga with two swords with my hands. No, I was gonna run. You know, honestly, a lot of these things that you talk about where you guys would fight and stuff like that. First off, I remember when you guys were doing the, um, the boxing in, uh, Ray's, uh, basement room yeah, or I garage. Would, I would pretty much ruled that. Well, here's the thing I never did the boxing thing. Um, and there was, there was another game that all the guys played at this time. Your ego is too fragile for those kind of games. Hold on. There's another hold thing. On. There's another thing where like guys would walk around hold and like like if you would hold like your finger like this and like I didn't play a game the, either because I told people I'd punch them in the goddamn mouth. Yeah, if you held your fingers in a circle and people saw it, like it could hit you in the nuts as hard as they wanted to. And I was like, I told everybody, I said, if you hit me in my nuts, I'm gonna punch you in your goddamn fucking face. I don't play that game. And if you play it in my apartment, I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face and then throw you out. And when it came to the boxing thing, I told everybody, I said, if you hit me in the face, for real. <laughs> That's kind of boxing. That's kind of the idea of boxing. All right, Shane's not allowed to play, everybody. He doesn't understand the core concept of what boxing is. I'm just, I told everybody, I said, we can do this, and we can have like a little spire match, but if you hit me in my face and you really ring my bell, it's going to be fucking Daniel LaRusso and the fucking yeah, Andy Karate Kid. everybody except for your brother. Yeah, you have to understand that we had to fight Dennis, okay? Well, no, your brother is just like, he immediately put on the wheels and just ran off. <laughs> He never even threw a punch, I don't think. Like, he might throw some little weak jabs just to keep me from coming in fast. But, yeah, he just ran the whole time. Like, imagine if you put Homer in the ring with Muhammad Ali. What would Homer do? He would. That's exactly what Steven did. He just I, ran. And I was I, like, God damn, his motherfucker can move back backwards quick. Well, here's the other thing about boxing, too, is this was after we started drinking. Because somebody brought up the beautiful idea one night after some tequila to, let's put on boxing well, gloves. We, yeah, we only boxed when we were drunk. Exactly. So that was my fear, is that I was going to get in the ring with you, and you and I were going to end up killing each other like fucking Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone at the end of fucking Rocky IV. Because you. we would get drunk as fuck and be like, oh, this is fucking hurt. And we both got concussions and swollen up eyes and shit like that. People were like, Kenny, Shane, stop hitting each other. It's like, fuck him, I'm going to kill him. And shit, we would have killed each other if we'd have gotten drunk on tequila and tried to fight in the middle of your fucking basement or your garage. I would have killed you. Yeah, I think you like to think that you'd have killed me. I'm badass. How'd he do, dude? I wonder if I see you again. Wouldn't miss the semis. How oh, things yeah. been going? Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. I'm sure I've got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, Take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week.
All right, guys. That's I don't, don't even do this podcast anymore. This is like so embarrassing. That's going to be it for now that I'm older this week, guys. Thanks. You three who are nine change, you will find a fortune. Though it would not be the fortune you seek. But first, first you must travel a long and difficult road. A road fraught with peril. Mm-hmm. You shall see things wonderful to tell. You shall see a, a cow on the roof of a cotton house. <laughs> and oh, so many startlements. I cannot tell you how long this road shall be, but fear not the obstacles in your path. For fate has vouchsafed your reward. Though the road may wind, yea, your hearts grow weary. Still shall ye follow the way, even unto your salvation.